Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Rhinomic. Bertha Will is your host. Thank you so kind for being part of the show. Welcome to the pot. Welcome to the show. Welcome, Bruce Pollard. Beat the intro. You did. Eric Hayes is in the house, as well as Lee Grant and the one and only Bridge MCP. And of course, pulling up the top is AVQ El Senor. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Michael Rudnan, we got a great show for you today. Look, I had so many clips to process. I've only processed four, but I have at least five more that I'll bring for tomorrow. But there's so much news going on right now and so many clips that need context. Remember, the mainstream media does well in bringing the info. Their context too often is wrong, and that's what we are here for, to give it the appropriate, correct context. But anyway, today, Biden finally did it. He went at the heart. Now, look, I am happy he did what he did today, and I have a, I cut out of that 30-something minute speech. I cut out, and I, I just got through, and I, I got it processed and everything. I got an 11-minute section that I thought was a prescient section that needed to be, that you guys needed to concentrate on here, that I'm going to start the program with. I want you to check this out. It's very, very important because he finally nails it. Welcome aboard, Yvette Avery Herod. Glad to have you here. Melanie Keelan from Barcelona, Spain. Great to have you here. This was an important speech, and it's not intended to get to the Trump sycophants. I don't intend, the Trump sycophants won't get it. That's fine. It's the people on the margin. It's the people on the margin that we have to bring into the fold. So here is the speech. Actually, let me before I get to the speech, let me go ahead and see what Rudin is saying here. He said Trump is going to be the lead story again. Fine. Hear me now. Quote me later. What has been demonstrated of Trump's criminal enterprise in the way of fraudulent undervaluing properties for taxes and overvaluing properties for investment is a tip of the iceberg of Trump's financial crimes. The civil penalties, including the corporate debt uh, penalty in New York are only the beginning of Trump's legal problems as it comes to his business corruption as the following criminal felony charges for bank fraud, insurance fraud, investment fraud, foreign bribery, money laundering, and ties to organized crime as what's coming after this civil trial is over. Look, Trump will be dead. I am convinced that Trump, uh, the, the problems as they mount on him, he is probably going to die. I honestly, that has been on my head. I've been looking at his his, uh, mannerism and how he's been acting. I can't see Trump surviving this entire thing because his his whole stuff is closing in on him. It's closing in on him, but even worse than it closing in on him, right? It's not him that that you got to worry about. Now, it's his kids because they're about to lose everything because you know what? He has stole everything that he, uh, he has lost, the ill-gotten fortune of his father. And now he's going to lose the stolen fortune of those who were 
uh, gullible enough to follow him. All right. So as I said, as as things close in on him, uh, I think uh, we stand a good chance of Brother Trump disappearing, likely, you know, going to the hell where he belongs again for having damaged, for having hurt so many people, for having convinced so many people who were gullible that he was the answer. So no, uh, uh, as you said, Trump again, actually, it's not about Trump. It's about process. And guess what? It's about, I think uh, we are in the latter stages of Trumpism. And like I said, the thing that we have to do is eradicate the cancer that has really occupied. Again, I repeat, what we have to do is eradicate the cancer that has occupied the minds of people like Mike Cisak, Daniel Ledo and a lot of others. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying, I think the guy's going to get a heart attack. Nobody can take the pressure of years of, of, of doing evil to people. And what happens is sometimes karma comes around. That's what I think is going to happen. I think karma is going to come around and the guy won't, I, I mean, I think the stress, uh, yeah, exactly, Sh uh, Shiva Las Vegas, the stress on him look unbearable right now. And he's like, is mentally he's going. If it, you know, there's a piece that I have from uh, Joanne Reed, but I didn't get a chance to process that one, where she kind of aggregated the, the the buffoonery of Donald Trump. So anyhow, uh, let's go ahead and start with the. Um, let's go ahead and start with the. Let's see, what am I going to start with? With the president's speech, because I think it was present. I think it was spot on. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I think it's it's way overdue. This is a speech he could have given on day one of his administration. So let's take a look at that and let's get busy. Democracy should unite all Americans regardless of political affiliation. And there's something dangerous happening in America. There's an extremist movement that does not share the basic beliefs in our democracy. The MAGA movement. Not every Republican, not even a majority of Republicans adhere to the Magnus extremist ideology. I know because I've been able to work with Republicans my whole career. But there's no question that today's Republican Party is driven and intimidated by MAGA Republican extremists. Their extreme agenda, if carried out, would fundamentally alter the institutions of American democracy as we know it. My friends, they're not hiding their attacks. They're openly promoting them. Attacking the free press as the enemy of the people. Attacking the rule of law as an impediment. Fomenting voter suppression and election subversion. Did you ever think we'd be having debates in your stage of your careers where banning books, banning books and burying history? Extremists in Congress more determined to shut down the government, to burn the place down than to let the people's business be done. Our U.S. military, and this is not hyperbole, I've said it for the last two years, is the strongest military in the history of the world. Not just the strongest in the world, in the history of the world. Most diverse, most powerful in the history of the world. It's being accused of being weak and woke by the opposition. One guy in Alabama holding up the promotion of every hundreds of these officers. Frankly, these extremists have no idea what the hell they're talking about. 
I'm serious. They're pushing a notion the defeated former president expressed when he was in office and believes applies only to him. And this is a dangerous notion. This president is above the law, no limits on power. Trump says the Constitution gave him, quote, the right to do whatever he wants as president, end of quote. I've never heard a president say that in jest. Not guided by the Constitution or by common service and decency toward our fellow Americans, but by vengeance and vindictiveness. We see the headlines. Quote, sweeping expansion of presidential power. The goal to, quote, alter the balance of power by increasing the president's authority over every part of the federal government, end of quote. What's it they intend to do once they erode the constitutional order of checks and balances and separation of powers? Limit the independence of federal agencies? Put them under the thumb of a president? Give the president the power to refuse to spend money that Congress has appropriated if he doesn't like what it's being spent for? Not veto, he doesn't like what it's being spent for, it's there. Get rid of long-standing protections for civil service. Remember what he did he's leaving office. He imposed a new thing. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Civil service. But then he imposed a new schedule. Schedule F is called. These civil servants had to pledge loyalty to the president, not the Constitution. They did not require any protections of the president being able to wholesale fire them. They wanted because they had no social, no, no civil service protection. One of the first things I got rid of when I became president. Just consider these as actual quotes from MAGA, the MAGA movement. Quote, I am your retribution. Slitting throats of civil servants, replacing them with extreme political cronies. MAGA extremists proclaim support for law enforcement only to say, we quote, we must destroy the FBI. It's not one person. It's a controlling element of the House Republican Party. Whitewash attacks of January 6th by calling the spearing and stomping of police a, leg, quote, a legitimate political discourse. Do you ever think you'd hear leaders of political parties in the United States of America speak like that? Seizing power, concentrating power, attempting to abuse power, purging and packing key institutions, spewing conspiracy theories, spreading lies for profit and power to divide America in every way, inciting violence against those who risk their lives to keep America safe, weaponizing against the very soul of who we are as Americans. This MAGA threat is a threat to the brick and mortar of our democratic institutions. 
It's also a threat to the character of our nation gives our, that gives our Constitution life. It binds us together as Americans in common cause. None of this is surprising now. They've tried to govern that way before. Thank God they failed. But they haven't given up. Just look at recent days. The accusations against of treason, treason against the major news network because they don't like his coverage. I don't know what the hell I'd say about Fox if that becomes the rule. <laughs> but think about it. I'm joking, but think about it. Tomorrow, I have the honor of overseeing the change of responsibilities of the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff of the United States military. From one genuine hero and patriot, General Mark Milley, to another, General C.Q. Brown. Both, both defining leaders of our time. And yet, here is what you hear from MAGA extremists about the retiring Patriot General honoring his oath to the Constitution. Quote, he's a traitor, end of quote. In times gone by, the punishment, quote, in times gone by, the punishment would have been death, end of quote. This is the United States of America. This is the United States of America. And although I don't believe even a majority of Republicans think that, the silence is deafening. The silence is deafening. Hardly any Republican called out such heinous statements. Just to watch one MAGA senator outrageously said blocking the promotions of hundreds of top military leaders and affecting not only those leaders, but their families, their children. MAGA extremists claim support of our troops, but they're harming military readiness, leadership, troop morale, freezing pay, freezing military families in limbo. Just say, look the other way. And the defeated former president refused to pay respects in an American cemetery near Paris, referring to an American serviceman buried there, and I've been to the cemetery, as suckers and losers. Quotes. I'm not making this up. I know we all tried not to remember it. But that's what he said. He called servicemen suckers and losers. Is John a sucker? Was my son Bo, who lived next to a burn pit for a year, came home and died? Was he a sucker for volunteering to serve his country? Same guy who denigrates terrorism with John McCain. It's not only wrong, it's un-American. But it never changes. MAGA extremists across the country have made it clear where they stand. So the challenge for the rest of America for the majority of Americans to make clear where we stand. Do we still believe in the Constitution? Do we believe in the basic decency and respect? The whole country should honestly ask itself, and I mean it sincerely, what it wants and understand the threats to our democracy. I believe very strongly that the defining feature of our democracy is our Constitution. I believe in the separation of powers and checks and balances, that debate and disagreement do not lead to disunion. I believe in free and fair elections and peaceful transfer of power. I believe there's no place in America, none, 
none, none for political violence. We have to denounce hate, not embolden it. Across the aisle, across the country, I see fellow Americans, not mortal enemies. We're a great nation because we're good people. We believe in honor, decency, respect. I was able to get the infrastructure bill passed. It's over a trillion dollars. The majority of it so far has gone to red states who didn't vote for me because I represent all. No, I'm serious. I represent all Americans. Wherever the need is. And I believe every president should be a president for all Americans. To use the office of the president to unite the nation, uphold the duty to care for all Americans. I've tried my very best, and I'm sure I haven't met the test of all of you want me to meet. But tried my very best to meet the highest standards, whether you voted for me or not, because that's the job. To deliver light, not heat. To make sure democracy delivers for everyone. To know we're a nation of unlimited possibilities. Of wisdom and decency. A nation focused on the future. I spent more time with Xi Jinping than any world, than any world leader has. 68 hours alone with just he and I and an interpreter. Traveled 17,000 miles with him here and in China. On the Tibetan plateau, he turned to me and he asked me, he said, can you define America for me? I was deadly earnest. I said, yes. In one word, possibilities. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find... What is America? Possibility. But I want to address something because, uh, first of all, this is a long overdue speech. This is a, law, a speech in which he called Donald Trump by name for the fascist that, the, that he is. He called out the MAGA crowd that somehow have forgotten what democracy looks like. So thank you, President Biden, for finally coming out and not being scared to just call these people out. Doesn't matter that you have the sycophants that will continue. Anyway, Mike Cisak, I want to address something that Mike Cisak said because it, it shows you the, the, the thinkanology, the way folks, some people think. Check this out. He says, regarding yesterday's outrageous Trump ruling, all the banks and lenders did their own due diligence on the financing. All operational loans and business loans were paid back. There were no defaults or banking interests adversely impacted. There are no victims of what the state calls fraud. Yet the judge is ruling the Trump organization must dissolve all business interests in the state and exhibit and exit within 10 days. There were not, there were no, no people. Let me, let's explain a little bit of finance for you. Let's explain a little bit of economics for you. When he goes ahead and devalues property for the purpose of taxes, it means that he pays less taxes than he should to support that particular entity, state, county, city. So no, he's a thief. If you are undervaluing your property as all the other people around are paying their fair share of taxes, then you are stealing because everybody else, they are subsidizing you. And then when you tell your bank that the property is values 
valued more so than it is, what you do is increase the risk of that bank that you have paid off people in a bank to look the other way as you overvalue your property. That's the bank's doing. But as far as the state is concerned, their job is to ensure a a level playing field. Their job is to ensure that theft doesn't occur. And what Donald Trump did by undervaluing his properties for the purposes of taxes was theft. The guy is a thug. The guy is a thief. And it can be numerically proven. The judge is absolutely right. Continuing, uh, Michael Rodney says, Republican debate, they didn't touch the abortion issue, the women's issue. They knew it was going to be a losing issue, but it's worse than that. They didn't touch, they did, they're supposed to be wanting to become the president. Yet they didn't, they didn't attack Trump for what he said about uh, General Mike Milley. They didn't attack Trump for, uh, for being trastornado in the mind. In other words, going mad. If you listen to his speech, he believes that you have to put you have to present an ID to buy bread. If you listen to Donald Trump, uh, we are we we are about to start World War Two. If you listen to Donald Trump, we are about to do what again? Oh, my God. Uh, he ran against Obama. Oh, my God. He didn't run. I mean, if you take a look at all the things that they had to, to be able to say, look, Donald Trump is not fit. We are. But because they are so scared of the MAGA crowd, the MAGA crowd that uh, President Biden just finally spoke about, then that's the reason they did that. Daniel Edo says, how can Egberto diagnose a failing uh, DJ Donald J. Trump, but not the senility of Biden? If you listen to Biden speak without a teleprompter, I don't think that is a question at all. Bridge MCP says, Mike C., your quotes Trump the liar. Exactly what he said was a lie. Bridge MCP, the problem with such a union is that you can't represent all of the very different interests when it comes to politics. That is not true at all. Unions are for workers. We don't care about the other the other folks have those people who look out for their interests. You get together and you come to solutions. That is how it works. Uh, let's see what else we have here before I move on. Eric Hayes says he's talking to what? Five people? No. He's talking to a large audience. And guess what? As I am playing what Joe Biden is saying, by tonight, at least 10,000 people will see this blog. So that's another 10,000 that he'll see. Okay, excellent. Continuing. Eric Hayes says, Mr. B wants the military to use. uh, They will die on the battlefield trying to change. Look, I want folks to remember this. Donald Trump said, if you serve your country, and in fact, he forbid his kids from joining the military. He told him if he joined them, if they joined the military, he will he will excommunicate them. He will uh, what is it? Remove? He, he will take them off of uh, whatever it is. Uh, they, they will no longer be inheriting uh, uh, that whatever Trump fortune is. So that is a that is a person you guys want to elect. Somebody who thinks people who defend this country are chumps. People who get hurt for this country, we don't want to see them. That's the guy you guys like. Uh, our right wingers in the house continuing, 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 continuing. Lee Grant says, "Who are their MAGA extremists? MAGA extremists is not the 70 million who voted for Trump. Uh, some people voted for Trump for their financial interests. What what the president was trying to show is even those of you who are voting for Trump for financial interests, you may be doing that for temporary financial interests because ultimately it will fail as he turned us into a complete fascist state, both him and his cabal." 
Lee Grant, uh, rather, Mike C. Sexton, Breed, no, that's not the one. I won't read that one. Uh, Breed says extremists are the MAGA, not all Republicans, but those that do nothing well. Exactly right. Lee Grant, I mean, Michael Rodney says, Lee Grant, Trump lost by 7 million votes before he pushed January 6th. After January 6th, and people see who he is, no chance in 2024. That is assuming people come out to vote. And right now, all over the country, the Republicans are trying to suppress votes. If you take a look at what they're doing in Wisconsin, the judge, uh, the, the, the judge, the, the, the tie-breaking judge won, a Democratic judge won by an overwhelming majority in Wisconsin. And what they're trying to do in Wisconsin is impeach that judge so that she won't create fair districts, districts that re- reflect the place. All right, continuing. Daniel Ledo say nice try Biden, but you uh, get you don't get to criminal. Ah, that's that's crap. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Eric Hayes says uh, let, let's back up. Uh, Lee Grant says MAGA is a broad spectrum. Some of us are MAGA adjacent. I agree with with the response from from uh, our good friend. Um, there there's no MAGA uh, adjacent. If you believe in MAGA. If you believe in doing the things that MAGA, you are MAGA. If you believe uh, there's nothing called MAGA adjacent, you're either MAGA or you're not. You're either uh, humane or you're not. You either believe in human values and character or you don't. MAGA believes in not humanity, believes in not human characters, believe in none of that. Daniel Lido says, you're crazy. Millions of Americans believe there was shenanigans in 2020. Actually, no, they were made to believe there were shenanigans. They didn't see anything to determine shenanigans. They were told that shenanigans occurred. Now, all of this went to 61 different, 60 something different judges, and it came back unanimously that you guys who thought about uh, this this voter suppression work were, were full of it. The funny thing about it is if you take a look at what occurred, uh, those went wherever they found voters uh, vote voter fraud. It turned out that the voter fraud was on the side of MAGA. It was MAGA in instituting voter fraud. And when a twenty five million dollar, uh, a twenty five million dollar ruse was given by Dan Patrick, our lieutenant governor in Texas, that he he gave he, he said, I'm putting up this money. Tell me if, if you find anybody, if you find anybody, any kind of voter fraud by Republicans, I'll pay you. $25 million, well, up to $25 million. Well, guess what? Progressives jump on it, and they did find fraud, and the fraud was all on the right. And they, and guess who had to pay up? Uh, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick had to pay up. He also needed to pay up to uh, Lieutenant Gov- then-Lieutenant Governor Fetterman, but of course he didn't pay Fetterman. He just even though Featherman found five different uh, voter fraud instances by MAGA, that he never paid up. Bruce Pollard, welcome aboard. He says, Mike, see, let's see the proof stand up in the court of law. They don't believe in a court of law because they, they lose in a court of law because they're wrong. Simply wrong. Gwendolyn Douglas, thank you for your support. Thank you for becoming a new member of Politics Done Right. I do appreciate you. Thank you so kindly. Please, folks, go ahead and click that join button. Become a part of the Politics Done Right family known as the PDR Posse, led by uh, El, by Bridge MCP and El Senor Rodnen. Folks, come on, join the... And of course, we also have uh, El Senor, who really help us with our books, etc. El Senor Bruce Pollard. Anyhow... 
coming in. Uh, let's see what Silver got. Uh, <laughs> but he says, what the heck is my guy, Jason? You stand with them, then you are one of them. That's exactly right. Uh, Mike C. Sex said, Bruce Pillard, there are about 30 cases still pending, so we'll see. So far, we're getting somewhere in Michigan, Wisconsin, and Georgia. We already have massive fraud in Arizona. What a joke. You guys are so gullible into believing this stuff. But anyway, keep deluding yourself. I wonder, I wonder when you'll come out of your fog. Anyway, Daniel, oh, I'm not reading that. Lee Grant says, MAGA adjacent is when you want to secure the southern border. No, wanting to secure the southern border has nothing to do with MAGA. Uh, let's continue. Uh, come on, Lee Grant. Uh, you know much better than that. You know what MAGA stands for. Are you walking the streets and saying things like, J-Ray 713, thank you for becoming a part of our independent media team here, brother. Hey, folks, click that join button, guys. Click that join button. Let's get more more, more supporters in the program. Thank you so kindly, Brother Ray. Uh, now, hear, hear this. This is important, folks. This is very important. Um, MAGA has a stance for something, and it's nothing good. Don't be a part of something that you will regret. History will history when you look. You remember those people who uh, those people who were shouting when those black kids were going to integrate into schools in Arkansas. And now that their pictures are out, they're trying like hell to hide it. You want to know what what support white folks want to get rid of those books that hurt kids feelings? Because a lot of those older parents now are seeing what they did back in the 60s, in the early 70s. They're seeing themselves screaming at young black kids going into schools. And it, the, the pictures are there. And now it's all over TikTok. It's all over in many books that are being released now. And people are ha- – even the, 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 the coach or rather the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, ah, he was at one of those really racist rants as well. Don't be on the wrong side, MAGA. Denounce it now. I, the next thing that I'm going to play is Cassidy Hutchinson on how to decult yourself. How to decult yourself. Bridge wants something on the screen. I'll put it on the screen right now for my girl. Bridge right this minute, Bridge. Oops, I need to get it inside there. I think I got it. I th- oh no, it's not in there yet. Come on, guys. All right, let me see. Hold on, Bridge. I want to get it for. Oh, it's on the wrong. Uh, I got it. I see what I need to do. I need to move some windows around here because I had the wrong frame in window. I need to move the chat to the appropriate side of the screen this is all you know i I went on a radio show earlier this week and there were three guys operating it you had a producer you had two hosts and another guy in the background doing the stuff all of this they're using you know the the um automation as well but it they're doing it with three guys it's only me i can only afford me right now so folks please click that join button and become a part of the pdr posse anyway let me put what uh Breach put up there it says federal income tax paid in 2017 joe biden 3.7 million dollars kamala harris $516,000. Bernie Sanders, $343,000. Elizabeth Warren, $268,000. Donald Trump, $750. The billionaire who thinks paying taxes is stupid 
because he is un-American, he's unpatriotic because he doesn't want to support this great country that really has a hell of an army, a hell of a navy, a hell of an air force, infrastructure that we're rebuilding. All of that has to be paid for. But this billionaire who's sucking the blood out of the American citizenry doesn't want to pay his fair share. He's up against taxes. Come on, people. He is. He, I tell you what, before I play, no, I'm going to play Cassidy on how to on how to decult yourself from the MAGA from the MAGA cancer, how to decult yourself from the MAGA cancer. She's trying. She's trying. Let's go ahead and talk to her right now. Folks, click that join button to become a part of our team. Here you go. I think it's important that we sort of try to reconstruct our conversations and try to have a welcoming environment for people who might be in Donald Trump's circle so they can have that moment. Now, it might not be the moment where Alyssa or me opens the physical door and we're yeah. led to Liz Cheney to be yeah. forthcoming with the committee. But uh, no, but in regards to... What does that look like, though? I mean, I mean, I, I think um, as an ex-Republican and as someone who people would call me during the transition in 16 and say, should I go work for Donald Trump? And I said, I would never go work for Donald Trump. People that went in, I feel like everything you needed to know about Trump, he made clear before he was elected. But you have a different perspective. And I, I worked for Republicans. I get the loyalty piece and I get what it feels like to want to salvage something. And it sounds like that's what you're describing about going to Mar-a-Lago, salvaging the things that, that you were all still proud of. And, and I get that. Millions of people still like him. But your conversation with your mom that I started with, you acknowledge that you were unreachable. How do you reach someone who is, as you were in that moment, unreachable? You know, I, and I don't have... The cookie, because I, I have my experience and, it, but I think in telling my story, I hope to open people's eyes and open people's minds, whether they work for Donald Trump, but on a broader scale, the people that he claims to represent, you know, it's important. You know, I, I wasn't a never Trumper. I was a, a loyal Trump staffer. And the term loyalty is one that I take very seriously now mm-hmm. because I, came into public service not to be loyal to Donald Trump. I went into public service to be loyal to my country. And and I we go I go into this in the book, but there was a point where that loyalty became split. And in facilitating these conversations. Did you know that at the time or did you realize that when you reflected? Was that when I had moments throughout my tenure and more so when I was working for the chief of staff where I started to realize that I had a greater sense of loyalty to both Mark and the president. Um, but it was something that I sort of tried to bury at the time because like, you know, you have worked in administrations before, but you're in the heat of these moments and yeah, every moment, like everything moves so fast. It wasn't until that year and a half after that I really had this moment where I, it was just almost like this profound epiphany where I was like, I, I felt that loyalty and I knew how wrong it was. I felt how wrong it was to pledge my loyalty to this man. And I knew, I felt that it was, I was disgusted with myself that I had devoted myself to him and I realized how far gone I was, but I was trying to find my way back. So in having these conversations, you know, I think my experience can help shed light on the impact and the effect that he has on people. But it's also important as we look towards the next election, we need to find a way to have these conversations with people that open their eyes. You know, you can still be a Republican and you can still believe in some of the policies 
with a grain of salt that he had stood for. But the, the Republican Party should not be defined by Donald Trump and the loyalty and the fidelity to Donald Trump. It should be defined by the Republican Party platform. But there is not a clear connection with that now, today. Do you, I mean, if you go back and try to figure out how it all got so far off the rails, I mean, literally the platform becomes loyalty to Donald Trump. I mean, Donald Trump goes so far as to put all these things into writing. So by 2020, all that was left of the platform was, was Donald Trump. Do you, do you think that can be undone? I would hope that it could be, but I think it requires a national effort. It requires a national conversation and it requires a conversation where, where I believe we all have to shift our tone when we have this divisive rhetoric, you know, whether it's Donald Trump is just bad. Why is he bad? We need, we need to start educating. Why do you think he's bad? I'm not trying to say that he, well, I I do have my opinions about him, but what I'm talking about on a more broad scale, we need to find a way to unite this conversation. And, you know, I don't think that it's productive to only talk about the negative things that he's done. We need to talk about the dangers that he poses to our democracy. I mean, Liz stood for the principles. Liz left with her character and her integrity intact. Liz helped me get to that point where I could do the same. Mine's bruised, but because of Liz Cheney, I was able to come out on the other side. And now I have this perspective that's grown. And I've also been able to surround myself with people that have pointed out the flaws of Donald Trump. And I've had this moment of where I see the other side now very clearly. But it was a transition point for me. And we need to be able to welcome people into that conversation and not make them feel ostracized. We now uh, she nailed it. Some of you are stating that everything that uh, Cassidy Hutchison is saying is hearsay, hearsay, hearsay. And that there are a lot of uh, MAGA Trumpists that came out who worked in the White House that that refuted what she had to say. That is complete BS. Uh, I'm not a fan of Cassidy Hutchinson because she she stood around MAGA for too long. But here's the thing. Everything that she talked about went through what again she was she spoke about it under oath and guess what the book maps her testimony again i repeat the book matches her testimony which tells you one thing all of those people who are talking against her they are scared to go into uh, tell their story under oath hutchison told her story under oath corroborated by others and then placed in a book. Those people who are attempting to refute her hadn't done that. So uh, for those who continue to try to malign this young woman, this very young woman who herself was indoctrinated and accept that she felt she was a part of a cult is now saying we need to help those who are still in the cult, the cult themselves. And her advice as well in here pretty much mimics some of what I've spoken about in my book, It's Worth It, How to Talk to Your Right-Wing Relative Friends and Neighbors. And in effect, one of the items that she says, give people a place to land. Give people a place to land. And that's uh, it's more to it, but that's what it's all about. Cassidy, uh, you nailed it, girl. 
You nailed it, girl. Okay, let's see what we got. Yvette Avery Herard says, uh, replying to Mike Sisek and Daniel Ledo, you don't have to support this union to work. You are aware that there are right to work states, right? And, you know, but the thing about it, you taught me exactly what it meant to be a right to work state uh, several years ago, Yvette, when I interviewed you the very first time, because I can grasp the right to work st- state stuff. And I really learned right to work state really means right to be abused state, right to have to right to not work state. So I mean, um, yeah, I, I, I thank you for actually schooling me on quite a bit of that. All right. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Parvek, parvek, parvek. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy sparks outrage by labeling transgender identity a mental disorder. You know, my daughter did a TikTok recently that that would educate quite a few of you. Because from a scientific point of view, there, while you guys like to talk about two genders, meaning a penis and a vagina, and that's how you determine gender, there is a whole lot more to gender, gender, uh, uh, gender medicine. And you guys should take a look at my daughter's, uh, what my daughter's, uh, I think she did it on either Instagram or TikTok. But I tell you something, educate yourself. Educate yourself. When uh, uh, troglodytes are still talking about, oh, just two genders and you're either a man or a woman, etc. That's not what it's all about at all. That is not what it's all about. You should educate yourself and try your best to stop being uneducated. It is, I mean, uh, I, I'll be honest with you. It is difficult sometimes. Look, I understand people not being uh, aware of things. But willful dumbness is hard to grasp. I repeat, willful dumbness, willful ignorance is very hard to grasp. Because, again, uh, you know, what can I say? Anyway, Yvette, understand that you're absolutely right. Uh, Yvette Avery Herod, uh, homosexuality is found in over 450 species. Homophobia is found in only one which one seems unnatural now? Thank you for that, Bridge. That is a very, very prescient, smart statement. But that's all I would expect out of you. All right, let's see what else. I got one more thing. For those of you who are always talking red state, blue states, all that kind of stuff, and implying that red states are like somehow superior, I have a message for you that I, that I did on, on a KPFT yesterday that I want you to listen to. It was after my good message of the day brother, uh, Jack Van Beber, had something to say. So check this out. So Jack, what is the word of the day? We've talked about, you know, how actually we really kind of care for the people on the right. So I'm going to put this out here, you know, because, you know, they're involved in this too. So we do care. Mm -hmm. I want to challenge the peeps on the right to ask themselves, where are all the mean-hearted policies coming from? And ask themselves, have the politicians and media propagandized the people on the right with fear of and hate for the old, the poor, the immigrant, the innocent children, because they fall below, below the bottom line of the corporate balance sheet? It's the corporate mentality of profit at all costs that is causing our problems today. Acknowledge your own politicians aren't really serving the right either. 
Uh, I love that. And, and specifically that last sentence, acknowledge that the politicians on the right aren't at all serving those on the right. And it's so true because, again, the policies that they put. Look, uh, you know, Jack, there are more poor people on the right there. Uh, I mean, if you take a look at all the things I'm talking proportions now, all the things from the, the states, right? You look at all the red states and, you know, I've written about this so many times. You look at all the red states and the policies they have. They have low taxes. That is true. They have uh, lower education. That is true. And they have lower standards of living. And at the same time, they preach, look, look at how little money we collect and they preach against the takers, etc. And what always turns out to be the fact is if you look at Alabama, Mississippi, South Dakota, North Dakota, all well, those guys found oil. But if you look at most of these southern states, most of these red states, what it turns out to be is that they are states that are on the dole. And I normally I wouldn't want to say on the dole because there's nothing wrong if you are in an area that doesn't have a lot of resources. But when you when you are the one who caused the lack of resources, then your policies are what's responsible for keeping your state poor. And that is the case with Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana, uh, and, uh, and, and dozens of other states, dense of other states in this country that are poor. The, the blue states are the ones subsidizing the red states. They take more out of the federal government to survive than the other. And if you hear the narrative on TV, if you hear Fox News, if you hear these people talk about low taxes, etc., what they're not telling you is that low taxes benefit rich people. And in order to have low taxes, it means denying your residents education, denying your residents health care, denying your residents the ability to have good care for just good social services. And that's what plays out. And we pay for it. All of us as Americans who pay taxes pay for the in the degeneracy the, the of those policies we pay for it and again at the same time in paying for that it's nothing more than a transfer of our hard-earned dollars personal hard-earned dollars to wealthy people who benefit from those lower taxes in these states people say why are people moving to texas more so uh, than they're moving to california because they make their monies and they get their education etc elsewhere and when it is time to maximize that dollar why not come to the low tax state after you've made your money elsewhere why not uh, why not give that money more buying power etc by coming to texas it's a fiscal decision and it's a decision only those with high mobility, meaning those who have the wherewithal to move. A poor person in California can't move to Texas. A poor person in Texas can't move to California and vice versa. Right. So the, the, the poor people have no mobility or little mobility. They have little ability to go where is best for them. Otherwise, when people are in their nation's nascent stages, they will go to these states that offer the best services. And when they're done getting the services to build themselves up, they'll run back to the states where 
things are inexpensive, where taxes are low, to maximize that which they have earned. You know, that's what we learned as the, the, the maximization of one's earnings, one's wealth. So, I mean, Jack, what you had to say there, sir, is very, very profound. And when analyzed critically, one understands exactly what's going on here, Jack. So, Jack, thank you for giving me the uh, the opportunity to go ahead and expand a little bit on uh, on on what you had to say today. Absolutely. So, uh, Paul Plymouth says nationwide, more than seventy thousand childcare programs are projected to close, and three point two million. Uh, children will lose their spot due to the end of the child care stabilization grant program on September 30th, according to an analysis by the Century Foundation. Didn't I do that story? I think I did that story yesterday here, didn't I? Um, I, I hope I did because I I have a piece. I, I did a rant on that one that I played on KPFT this morning that I thought originated on uh, on my politics done right here i think i think i started it congress led yeah i did that story uh but yeah i did that story yesterday so you can also get the find the rent for that story right in that link there anyway folks so uh, we uh, uh let, let me continue reading uh, a few things here that you've got Ah, para ver qué más no, no he leído. Let's see what else I haven't read. Uh, Maywood says, uh, Mike, what's your evidence of this? After all the investigations, reviews, and audit, they have come up with nada. Not to mention that in uh, you know I, uh, that to mention that in every case you're claiming that the incompetent Democrats were able to pull off massive fraud right under the watchful eyes of Republicans who were in total control of the election from top to bottom, bottom to top. So are you saying but that Democrats aren't so incompetent, but Republicans are? You know, it, it, it is, I mean, th- there's a moving target with these guys. They just want to come to the conclusion that even though this guy lost, he didn't lose because somehow some cheating came up, but we are not smart enough to figure out how these guys cheated. It, it is, it, you know, whichever direction you look at it, they look silly. They really look silly, you know, but, you know, like I said, uh, uh, Cassidy Hutchinson, she has jumped out of the bubble. I expect more people to jump out of the bubble. We need to give them a place to land. But for those who want to continue to keep the, the, the fog over their eyes, power to them. They'll just live in, they'll continue to live in a life of misery. We just have to be careful with them because a lot of people living in misery, you know, a dog, a, a, a cornered dog or a cornered pig or a cornered animal, sometimes they react and, and can inflict damage on others. So what we have to do is make sure and protect ourselves as as more people become aware and leave those the sycophants that refuse to accept the truth. Eventually, they'll be just alone but it's going to be a significant number of them that are just alone anyway paul Fleming says trump lied about the size of his properties and was able to secure hundreds of million dollars in loans fraudulently meanwhile black homeowners got to remove family pictures and picture products to get decent home appraisals right exactly but that is you know we've learned to live with our crosses Bree says lee i didn't like it when they lumped us all together like we are all are the Statue of Liberty. Welcome all, but you do need to understand where they are coming from. 
All right, uh, Lee, it's, it's identity politics, and I believe wholeheartedly in identity politics. Until, and I repeat, until identities don't matter, identity politics is imperative. Uh, continuing, we got Michael Rudnan that says Trump bought, uh, brought over 60 court cases regarding cheating in 2020, and he was thrown out of court in all of them. New York Times, Trump's fraud claims died in court, but the myth of stolen elections live on. For years, Republicans have used the specter of cheating as a real reason to impose barriers to ballot access. A definitive debunking of claims of wrongdoing 2020 has not changed that message. Again, delusional thinking uh, for the leader. I mean, delusional thinking for the followers and the leaders know exactly what they're doing. Uh, Let's see what else we got. What else we got? Okay. Um, All right. I got to start getting ready to shut down. Please support the program. I want to thank uh, those who joined the PDR Posse today. Uh, I want to get and scroll, see if I can scroll into, into you wonderful people that have provided support. Okay. First person I want to say, Gwendolyn Douglas. Welcome to Support Independent Media. Thank you so kindly for your support. And likewise, Jay Ray 713 Welcome to supporting as well. Thank you so kindly for supporting Politics Done Right. We cannot do this without you. Please click that join button, become a part of the PDR Posse. That is how I can continue to make these videos, write these books, write these blogs, make sure the internet is populated with progressive information. Absent that, look, you know why, you know why the you know why guys like Mike Cisak and Daniel Ledo can be so ill-informed? A lot of people sit back there and they just believe, they believe that, uh, you know, the things that they get. We think, I hear, I hear a lot of people saying, how comes there are so many people misinformed? How come Biden's numbers are not going up? Because they know how to do it. Uh, Democrats and progressives pay a lot of high dollars to throw things on TV and you get those commercials and ads that a lot of people don't see or, or ignore or go past. The way the Republicans do it is they go ahead and they send out uh, direct mail. They send out email. They send out tweets. They send out the, and they, they pay a whole lot of independent bloggers and writers. And, and I'm talking a lot. I get them. I get this information from them. They pay. In fact, once I've been asked to go ahead and join that right wing MAGA fold and start turning my blog into putting out all this misinformation. That's what they do. And if you want to know why so many people are, are like, let's say, a Mike CSAC, it's because that's where they get their information. They get their information by a constant sea of junk coming out, a constant sea of junk coming out. You have to help us on the progressive side put that message out so please click that join button become a part of the pdr posse or you, there are many other ways for you to support you can support us by actually subscribing to our newsletter and how do you do that first of all you can sub, uh, if you go to politicsunright.com slash support politicsunright.com slash support that is how you can find uh, one of the many ways to support our program. Very inexpensive, however way you choose. And, you know, we can get hundreds, thousands of people to do this. We can start getting more people hired to help out here. 16 hours a day, seven days a week. I love it because it's what I love to do, but it really hurts. And also, 
uh, please join, uh, become a, uh, look, my newsletter is free. But if you become a paid subscriber, which is a coffee or so a month, like Jay said, a coffee or so a month, uh, if you become a paid subscriber of our newsletter, guess what happens, folks? Uh, you get to read all of my books online, right? Uh, it's worth it how to talk to your right-wing relative friends and neighbors. As I see it, Class Warfare, the only resort to right-wing doom, and uh, a couple others. Wow, I'm, I'm forgetting the name of my books, okay? Uh, how to Make America Utopia. All right, think about this. You get to read all of this online. And not only that, uh, whatever new books that I put online, as long as you're a subscriber to my newsletter, you can actually read it online. So please consider going to politicsandright.com slash newsletter. I'm going to put it in there, politicsandright.com slash newsletter and become a part of our family. Everybody who support in any manner, you are automatically a part of the PDR Posse. Everything you do to move this stuff forward makes you a member of the PDR Posse. So folks, please go ahead and join however you can. Anyway, folks, I got to get out of here. Get, uh, I have a whole lot of videos to process, plus a whole lot of blogs to process. I don't know. I'm probably only going to get to 20, 30% of them tonight. But anyway, my name is Egberto Willies, this is Politics Done Right, and you guys know how I end this, baby. How do I end it again? I am what? What am I? I we spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc., if you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.